Boom. Good morning. December 23, 2023. Uh, day before Christmas Eve here. We got a lot of bowls uh, today. We got some NFL today. Got a lot of sports coming up in this weekend. Uh, and uh, last night we had the Blackhawks. I was at the game. Uh, well, Zara, they skated great the first period, but then in the second and third period, they came out and looked a little sluggish and was getting beat to almost every open puck. Yeah, I wonder why that happens because they weren't coming off a back-to-back and they're playing a team that came off the back-to-back. So logic would tell you that they should um, actually be the opposite, right? They should be fresh and, and right. start to outskate the other team. But Not last night. They they looked slow. They were getting, like I said, they were getting beat, beat to a lot of pucks. They weren't pushing the puck. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm not... I don't know the ins and outs of hockey, but they look slower than uh, Canadians. And like you said, uh, it doesn't make sense. Canadians were coming off in overtime back to back. So, you know, I, I don't know much about coaching. I, I can't really analyze that, but uh, you know, they, you know, being at home and, and not coming off a of back to back on a Friday night in the stadium was pretty packed. I expected just a little bit better effort uh, last night. So it was the first time they kind of disappointed me from a, from an effort standpoint. Uh, after the after the first period, yeah. Well, I was disappointed the first period. I I didn't watch. You know, I have the side TV that I'll throw the Hawks on. Um, so I I obviously know they didn't cover the first over in the first period. When the game started, it seemed to me like they weren't attacking like I had seen the last few games. But you know, again, my my, uh, I don't really have a great eye for being able to tell the difference. I didn't know if that's something the Canadians were doing or what. But, um, you know, once once they started to score in the second period, I thought, all right, here we go. And um, unfortunately, it didn't play play out in the Blackhawks' favor. One of the things I said a few weeks, weeks ago that I'm not playing right now just because I hate to, like, chase losers. But, you know, when, when I lose in the first period – I crossed my mind again to play the over in the second period. Now this there's two times this has happened in the last like two or three weeks that I can remember where I've been actually watching a game and it was either zero zero one zero at the end of first where we just miss it and then they explode in the second period. It's like they flip flopped the first and second period. So just something to look out for. Um again, I don't I don't want a snowball loser. So I what I was hesitant against was you know, losing the first period, then you're, you, you bet again, now you lose and you, you know, you're in the, going to the third period and you're tripling your bet. Um, I didn't, I didn't want to do that, but something for those of you who are out there, if you're watching a game and you're just like wanting a little action or something, if you happen to see that the Blackhawks didn't cover in the first period, uh, there seems to be a high tendency for them to then cover over one and a half in the second period, but most of the time it covers in the first period. And then they travel to St. Louis tonight. So they had to travel after the game last night. They play in St. Louis tonight at, at seven o'clock. Uh, this is a stay away from me. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know how they are on back to backs. I can probably look at their splits here, but uh, you know, after last night, I think they're banged up a little bit too. Uh, that uh, I'm just staying away from that tonight. I don't know if you're going to continue with. Uh, with well, the so yeah, here's, here's my feelings on this. I happen to be at the the Blackhawks versus Blues last two games in Chicago. So in the first game, it looked like men among boys, uh, the Blues. And that was a complete change in game two. And the Blackhawks, I believe, caught them on the back end of a, uh, uh, 
a back-to-back and the Blackhawks came off rest. It was like a perfect storm and the Blackhawks dominated the entire game. I was amazed because I was thinking, wow, this is the same team. Is it that the Blackhawks improved that much? Is it the Blues were just great that first day or what? So taking those two things into consideration, now you got the Blackhawks coming off a back-to-back in St. Louis and, and St. Louis having a day of rest. I expect, well, I'm going to play the first period over again, of course, uh, but I'm expecting that to to change and be a little bit more like game one where um, where St. Louis remembers that, you know what, this is a team we have to take seriously and St. Louis is probably top to bottom a little better team right now. So uh, if they come in focused, well-rested, they probably are more likely to take care of business. So St. Louis probably wins this one. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take St. Louis to score in the first period and uh, and just see what happens there. But um, but yeah, I hope the Hawks do well. And the the yesterday one last thing is is that the Bedard point, over and points hit again. So if you are are playing both the over in the first period and the points, you hit one, you lost one. Those odds are creeping up there. I saw in DraftKings it was like minus two to one. So my guess is that it's going to hover around there for over a half point for a while. And then eventually um, maybe they'll shift him to a point and a half, but I don't think he's at that status yet. So you're just going to be paying high odds for the, the half point. And, and a reason, just to recap, a reason why we talk about the, the Blackhawks and the, and the Bulls quite a bit is, is I find it easier in these sports where they have uh mega games where they have a, a ton of games in a season it's it seems and we discovered this uh a few years back is it's easier to follow a team and understand their strengths and weaknesses and who they're going up against rather than to follow the whole league and i think uh we've been making some money here on the blackhawks and the bulls and the bulls uh to transition to that bulls play tonight uh against cleveland at home uh we we got a bet uh tonight it looks like the bulls are favored by uh or they're minus four and a half tonight. They're getting a lot of play. 58% of uh, of the bets are on the Bulls, but even better, 92% of the money is on the Bulls tonight. Yeah, well, here's my feeling. The Bulls are playing the best basketball of the year right now. Um, Cleveland, I think, is struggling a little bit compared to what they were doing earlier in the year. So you have you have two teams. I wouldn't say necessarily going in opposite directions, but definitely I would say that are trending differently. Um, and you know, my you know, while while Cleveland is has been okay, you know, Blackhawks have won three in a row, and um, the, Bulls, the Bulls, the Bulls. Sorry about that. The Bulls have won three in a row. Uh, seven of the last ten since Levine's been gone. Even in the losses, you know those like that that loss in Miami. They lost in overtime to in Milwaukee. You know they they these these losses that they've had in their last ten are really good losses if there's such a thing. Um, plus they've got some really good wins. So I do believe that the Bulls will continue tonight. Um, they're just surging, you know, and, and it's not like they're surging because there's one guy that's been hot. Our Kobe points, rebounds, assists, if you are playing single game parlays, that is like a given um, if you can get a mid-20s. Once you start getting over 30, you know, that's where he's hit or miss. You know, he usually does hit. I played over three-pointers last game, and the problem is, is when you play over three pointers against a team like San Antonio and they win by double digits, at some point they get out of their attack mode offense when they're up over ten points, right? So, so that happened, um, and and they just start sh- stop shooting. So, 
some things to look for. If you believe tonight's going to be a, pl- a close game and Kobe's going to get his minutes, you got your points, rebounds, and assists. I'm staying away from the first quarter. You know, previously, um, before Levine was out, we were making all kinds of money going against the Bulls first period. I, I wouldn't do that. Um, I have not been doing it. I'm just staying off uh, the Bulls in these these situations when it comes to to first period or something like that. Sometimes I'll throw a, a Bulls to win or something like that in the money line parlay. Um, excuse me, single game parlay. But other things that you could look at, Vooch. Vooch had had double doubles in every game except the last one. Again, the last one, if you look, he, he the game changed because of the fact the Bulls were up double digits. So if the Bulls are up double digits, any of these point totals you're chasing with these these guys who are middle of the pack guys, which let's face it, Kobe and Vooch are, they're not, they're not going to score, come out and score 50. The, the, these guys are middle of the pack guys. They need their minutes. Uh, they need a close game. They need to be, you know, pressing the ball, fighting for rebounds, stuff like that. Another one that I like is Javon Carter. Um, he seems to hit a three regularly. So if you can get him over a half point, at, to to make a three, that's that's a pretty good bet. I like Caruso to get a steal. Um, if again, if he's healthy and it's a close game, he's their best defender. So lo and behold, he's probably going to get steals. I played Drummond over a block. I'm not sure that was very smart, um, but I did look at the box score and notice that he's had some steals. So maybe that's a better angle if you're looking to get an extra player in your single game parlay. But right now, if if I was going to just pick two that I like, um, I would go single game parlay, Vooch double-double, and I would hit... Um, Kobe points, rebounds, assists somewhere in the mid twenties, right? Don't, don't, I would not go over 27. So if you could get 25 and a half, I think that's what I got last time. That's probably ideal. You know, get, get somewhere around 25. If you can get 24 and a half, even better without paying crazy juice. But um, you can often get either a risk-free single game parlay, or you can get a single game parlay boost that helps you with these things. Get your, get your um, odds, so they're positive odds or two to one or something like that. And then if you lose, you still get that $5 free play um, coming back at you. But uh, the goal is to win, of course. So so anyway, that's that's my thought on the Bulls tonight. Maybe throw them money line to win the game in a single game parlay. You know, just just really light on the Bulls tonight. Yeah, and I, I I agree with you on these props. I like I like the spot. I like a division game in the Central Division. Cleveland's uh sixteen and thirteen, two spots above them. I think this is a big game for them. And and I think in the NBA, when you get a team that plays hard and they're, and they're playing together, that's a rarity in the uh, NBA. And I think Billy Donovan has got under Kobe White's uh, leadership, the North Carolina guy. I think he's got them playing as a team. And I think that's a rarity in today's NBA. And I, I, you know, you talked about their, their record the last, they've lost out of their last, uh, they've won four out of the last five. And the one that they lost was a two point loss to Miami uh, in, in Miami. And they, they were in that one to the end. And they, like you said, the bet good losses, they were right there with Milwaukee and Denver. Their schedule has not been easy. And in this in this stretch, they've taken care of Philly, the Lakers, and San Antonio. And I think they take care of business tonight uh, at the UC. So, uh, well, now we move into some football. We got a lot of football today. I think we got a three thirty kickoff game. Uh, the NFL. We got the uh, the Bengals at the Steelers. Uh, what are you thinking in this one? So. My gosh, it's hard to bet with a with Pittsburgh after last game, but they're Pittsburgh. They're at home, you know. Holiday weekend, 
you know, crowd will be ripping and roaring. I'm, I'm watching this for a teaser coach. I want to see where this number ends up being come three thirty. but, um, if it's at two and a half, you know, the, the old adage is if it's two and a half, one and a half, you bet, add the six, get them over seven, you're in great shape. If it's at three, they say three is such a key number that you're kind of wasting the odds. So you would you would just take them plus to three if you like them, you know. So the difference of winning at three versus paying the odds of the teaser, I would I would say um, the experts would say don't do it, you know. But for me, I'm going to watch this. Pittsburgh's a potential teaser play. Other than that, I, I'm I'm not too high on this game. It's hard for me to to really make a decision on how Pittsburgh's quarterback play is going to play. You know, they, they basically, their quarterback, as we predicted when we talked, lost them the game, um, which we've seen many times in Chicago. So, you know, as much as Tomlin wants to will them to win, you still got to make sure your quarterback doesn't turn over the ball. And unfortunately that happened and uh, I can't guarantee it won't happen again against Cincinnati. Well, right. We talked about Trubisky. Trubisky's terrible, and and it's hard to win with him. Now they they made the switch to QB three, which is Rudolph, and he's not much better. He's he's bad. I I like Tomlin. The last two weeks, or last week, I I bet Tomlin because I, I like him after a loss. But I, I don't think he has the quarterback play, nor do I think he has the defense that can that he can rely on when he's had a bad offense in the past. He's been able to run the ball, you know, play field position uh, and hope that his quarterbacks don't make mistakes that are going to cost them and play great defense. He, I don't think he has a defense to back him. He's now a QB three. I like this coach at Cincinnati. I think he's a little underrated um, Taylor. I think he's a pretty damn good coach. And uh, you know, i look for coaches as the season, uh, you know, goes on, uh, do they get better? And I think since he's one of those guys that, that continues to get better, here's a guy late in the season against the spread, 18-6-1, Taylor. So uh, as, as the season goes on, and that tells you when it's nitty-gritty time, uh, the good coaches usually shine and prepare their teams really well. I, I For me, it's Cincinnati or nothing. I have a hard time uh, back in this Steeler team after the last few weeks, and now they're on QB3. And I've said it before, QB-driven league. I think uh, Rudolph and the Steelers will struggle a little bit to move the ball uh, in this one. You know, 38 and a half, they're expecting a low-scoring game. I think that you're going to get that uh, low-scoring game. And Browning's been playing well, and I, I think Taylor's a pretty good offensive coach, and I think he schemes pretty well. And I, I think uh, in the end that Cincinnati could get this one done. So, And the night game doesn't even look much better for comp- uh, competitive purposes. you got a Buffalo Bills team that's playing damn good right now, and they need to. But it seems like all – Things are clicking. I like the way that they ran the ball last game. And it's funny. I said the same thing about the Rams on Thursday morning. I said, if the Rams commit to the, ever since they committed to this Williams kid at running back, if they can commit to the run and get to him his 100 yards and take their shots off of play action, they'll win that game easily. And they did. I feel the same way about uh, the Buffalo Bills. I think their offense has been clicking uh, the last few weeks, particularly because they've committed a little bit to the run game and not just Allen running the ball. Uh, so I, I kind of like, I think the, I think the Buffalo is going to be a team to be reckoned with. I think they will be a playoff team. They're going to win this game most definitely today. I, I, I can, I can tell you that, uh, the, the last, uh, few games, the chargers have been outscored 87 to 28. 
they're not a very good football team right now. They're disarray with their coaching change. The last game they just played, it looked like they totally had quit when the Raiders put up 63 on them. Uh, I think Buffalo today takes care of business, uh, and, and uh, I think they take care of business easily. The minus 12 is uh, is probably warranted, but I, I'm not a guy that likes to lay uh, those big numbers. So you got an angle we can bet in this game that uh, maybe that doesn't involve against the spread? Well, you know, it's not in the teaser area, right? It, it, it started at nine and a half, it looks like, and uh, it's it's up over 10. You got one at 11 and a half, one at 13. Um, really not a ton of difference between those two numbers, maybe at the 13 it is. I don't, I don't have anything right now in this game, to be honest with you. Um, unfortunately, I feel like uh, this is one of those things that were – you know, we're, we're going to try to fit a, a square peg into a round hole bet on this game from my standpoint. Um, it's in L.A. You know, if you wanted to play the under early and then then hope that the game opens up later and play the over, you know, do a Stildorf type middle situation just for fun. I could see that hitting. Um, but beyond that, I, I just don't. I don't feel strongly on this game Um, and the line is over 10, which really handcuffs teaser opportunities, which, which maybe if, if I, sometimes I don't have a feeling straight up, but I have a teaser, you know, that, that might be an option. But right now that's, that's kind of where I've landed. I don't, I don't have anything strong. Sorry about that, but (laughs) yeah, he's not forcing it. No, don't force it. These aren't very good games. In my opinion, I think the Bengals and the Chargers win today. I just don't know uh, how it's going to be. And, and again, I, I, I'm so hesitant at betting against Tomlin uh, in these situations, but Rudolph just sucks. So that's where I am with that. But I do have some I do have some bowl games uh, that I've, I've looked at. I don't know if you've, you've looked at any of the bowl games today, but I, I can shoot through those real quick. Yeah, go ahead. I, I don't – I. Look, you and I have talked. I, I, <laughs> these bowl games that they represent—they to me—they represent the situation when you go to watch your little kid run in a race, and they give the nineteenth person a, a, a medal, right? Oh, you made it to the bowl game! Congratulations! Here's your medal. Who cares? Um, I don't care about these unless I get a strong pick from someone else who really knows something like you. I, I appreciate your analysis on this stuff. And, uh, and a lot of times I'll bet using your analysis, but these aren't worth my time. Um, I, I don't have, I have limited amount of time and I just, I just don't care about who South, South Alabama has coming back. Right. <laughs> I just don't care. You know, it's, but go well, ahead. It's, it's college football and it's football, and we're gonna and, and you know what? As long as there's football being played, I'm gonna bet on it. So I'll tell you what we're. I had uh, on Thursday night. I bet against the Syracuse team. South Florida took it easily, and then uh, I said Georgia Tech for uh, Friday night. And Georgia Tech uh, won easily last night. So let's see if we can keep it rolling here. We got uh, Arkansas State and Northern Illinois. I don't. I don't have. Too, too strong a feeling here. I just think I like Northern Illinois here, and the reason why is I think they have a little bit more more motivation. I talk about that in bowl games. I think they're going to be able to run the ball a little bit. They may be up in class here. This is one game I don't feel very strongly about, and if you want just a little action on it, I put the money line. Uh, they're plus 124. Take a shot. They run the ball pretty well, and Arkansas struggles with the run a little bit, and I, I think that uh, Northern Illinois has a pretty good pass defense. I believe it's Fifth in the, I want to say it's fifth in the country, but they, the bottom line is this: they have a pretty good 
pass defense, and Arkansas State likes to throw the ball. So uh, let's let's see if we can get a Northern Illinois uh, upset there. Uh, the next game, I think uh, Duke has lost a ton. Uh, they lost their quarterback to Notre Dame. They lost a lot of guys on offense. This is rightfully so at minus seven. I think Troy takes care of business here and, and covers that number. You got James Madison, who had a great year, 11-1, and one, I believe, Air Force. They won their first eight games, then lost their uh, last four after their quarterback got hurt. Uh, he's going to he, – Larry could be back today. After they start 8-0 with him, uh, they could be back today. James Madison has a, had a lot of flip. Their coach left. He went to Indiana. The good thing is, though, is their quarterback, even though he's in the transfer portal, he says he's going to play for his teammates. So you got that little motivation there. I still think it's tough when you change a coach and you've changed a few uh, coaching positions. That's not what you want when you're preparing for the triple option. Air Force running the triple option, potentially got their quarterback back that, that led them to 8-0. I think that's a tough when you got a lot of moving pieces, uh, things and James Madison has had that over the last couple of weeks. You know what? You need complete and utter uh, discipline when you're when you're uh, coaching against the Air Force. And I think they've had a lot of distractions. Utah State. I love Utah State. Uh, I bet this earlier at minus two and a half. It looks like down at minus one and a half. I think Utah State takes care of business today. I'm going to skip right to my favorite game of the week, and I see it's already gone up. I bet this about two two weeks ago when the Bulls came out. San Jose State's a pretty darn good team. I got them at minus eight and a half about two weeks ago. They're playing Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina has lost their entire offense, and this isn't a team like Utah where they can uh, they can afford to transfer a bunch of guys out and put in moving pieces, and they're just as good good as, as the guys that left. I don't think that's the case. I think San Jose has lost the least amount of players. I think this is an important game for them. I think they had a pretty good season. They've played very tough competition. That's my, uh, that's my play that I like the most today is San Jose uh, minus eight and a half. And then you got the Northwestern Utah. They're playing in Las Vegas today. Uh, I think you're going to get a pro Utah crowd there. When they played there uh, for the Pac-12 championship, the place was packed with Utah. It's very close to Vegas. They're going to use this as a weekend to get out there and have some fun right before the Christmas holiday. Northwestern is a great story, but I think they're playing up in class here. Uh, you know, I think the Utah coach, he started off his career winning 11 out of 12 bowl games. The last three he's lost, but he's lost them to Ohio State, Penn State, and Texas. I think that uh, Northern or uh, Northwestern is a little step below that. I think today he's going to get his back on the winning ways. If you look at a Northwestern team, they beat UTEP, Minnesota, Maryland, Howard, Purdue, Illinois, and Wisconsin. Not a great resume. If you look at the losses for uh, Utah, they lost to Washington who's in the playoff. They lost to Oregon, Oregon State. The Pac-12 was pretty damn good this year. And Arizona. All four of those teams, let's put, let's face it, Northwestern's a, st- a step below them, if not two step below them. It's a great story, but I think Utah is going to be the better team. I think they'll have the better athletes. I think when it's all said and done, they're going to win this game in the trenches and uh, take care of business out in Las Vegas. So there we got it for the bowl games. Uh, good. For- for this week. Good analysis. And, uh, you know, I love to see Northwestern lose, so I hope you're right. <laughs> well, uh, as always, uh, you know what? All you can do is uh, try to win the data. Yeah, we uh, we do it more often than not. Um, 
you know, those of you who are starting to celebrate the holidays tonight, happy holidays. I hope we gave you enough to avoid family so that you can stare at your phone while uh, Grandma Gertrude's talking to you about the the same story for the 50th time. Or uh, maybe you call that guy Uncle Munkin, whichever one it may be. Um, But uh, the the person who's telling that story that like it's the first time and you've heard it a hundred times, you get to stare at your phone and, and, and watch some sports and, and maybe, uh, you know, cheer for that over in the first period or something like that. So happy holidays to everyone early. Um, and we'll be, uh, I think we're going to plan on being back tomorrow, right coach? You're we're yeah. back tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, well, we got a full day of NFL tomorrow. Okay. Let's, let's win, win the day. Uh, if you like your, uh, uh, real quick, the teaser, if, if you like Pittsburgh, here's a couple other teams I'm watching Houston and Jacksonville. So if you're like, uh, if you don't have the open parlay capability and you just want to do a teaser or a money line parlay, um, and you want to pair it up with someone, take a look at those two teams. I still think those two are undervalued right now. All right. All right. Win the day. See everybody tomorrow. Win the day.